Tennessee a 63-6 winner over Akron here on this Saturday night. Hello and welcome into your postgame mini-pod. I am Eric Kane, along with Austin Price. Austin, I mean, I kind of said this in a, in a hit I did right after the game. I mean, what do you get out of a game like this, man? You don't get much out of a game like this whatsoever. The number one goal was to always come in here and get out injury-free. You know, Tennessee didn't get out 100% in that regard, and we'll learn more as the week goes on. But you, you, you beat down a t- an opponent that was just a just a non-competitor in this football game with everybody thinking about Florida coming up next week. Yeah, you're right. Tennessee, you know, and we'll find out more, but it, it certainly doesn't feel like Tennessee gets out of here just injury-free. Even if Cedric Tillman can play next week, I'm not sure that he'll be 100%. I mean, you know, Brent had it in the two-minute drill. Sounds like more like an ankle. Um, you know, if, if that's the case, you know, rehab, stem, we'll see how quick of a healer he is. Uh, but you know how ankles are. So um, it, it, it's definitely a blow regardless. Here's the thing. Tennessee made plays today even without Cedric Tillman. And I know Akron's not very good, but I think they found different playmakers. Brent talked about it in the two-minute drill. Even with some of those young guys, you feel like, okay, if somebody went down, it's not ideal, but we probably can, you know, coach them up and, and get some of these kids to to perform. So, you know, you did what you're supposed to do tonight. You got in, you got out, 63-6. Again, you look around college football, a lot of close games. Um, you know, Missouri State pushing Arkansas deep into that football yeah. game. South Florida, you know, pushing Florida in the swamp. Yeah. Um, and, of know. course, the upsets last week. Yeah, so, I mean, like, Win's a win, man. It, 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 I'd say that if Tennessee had won 38-7, but 63-6, you know, they did what they were supposed to do, and it's hard not to it's hard not to kind of, you know, root hard for Joe Milton after the way things went last year. I mean, you know, <laughs> he, he hit, hit two deep balls tonight, hit him in stride. I know. And, Another know, near it, flawless night, four or five, 112 yards, two touchdowns, as you mentioned, the deep balls. But you're, you're right. I think Joe's looked good when given the opportunity. Yeah. So, I mean, again, it just boils down to, you know, continuing to improve, continuing to buy in. It certainly feels like, you know, this team has bought into everything Hypel and, and company are doing. And, you know, that just that just helps, you know, the growth of the program. It helps in recruiting and, you know, an atmosphere next week that, you know, will sure be, you know, pretty special, you know, will help this team you know, and help this program and what it should be, you know, a really packed house of recruits for the yeah. Tennessee-Florida game. I, I understand the, the the purpose of these games. Like, I get it. I mean, you know, it, it, these these type of games have been in the college football schedule at the Power 5 level for, for years. I understand it. But it's, it's still just annoying because, again, it's like the Ball State game. What did you learn? You had no clue. You know, you learned everything from the Pittsburgh game. But, again, it was good to see Tennessee come out here and do exactly what it was supposed to do. 63-6, to six, the final score. AP, it's funny, man. We're sitting there in the first quarter, and we're just like, God, Hendon, Hendon does not look good. Hendon does not look good. And then, you know, we get a note that kind of going back and looking over the stats at the beginning of the Ball State well, game. Well, he just started slow. He was three yeah. for seven. And, and then the he hit 11, the next 11 passes. Yeah. but you look at the final the final stat line, 14 of 18, 298, two touchdowns. I mean, again, he had a Hendon-Hooker-like game where, where he finished really, really strong. And, you know, I asked him post-game, I asked him about those starts and kind of does it – does he feel like he gets stronger as the game goes on? He says he just needs to settle in a little bit. You, you don't want it to be that slow. I mean, it's not like this lingered or anything, but you, know, you need to come out of the gate against Florida, against Georgia, Alabama, and all that. But still, end of the day, Hendon Hooker looked good. Looked good tonight. Uh, his stats don't lie. 
No, they don't. And and you're right. I mean, 14 of 18. And again, he had his last 11. Um, he found a groove. And, you know, I, I still wanted to see him get, you know, Brew McCoy more involved. You know, they tried a couple of times. He got a push off, called on, and pass interference. And, you know, I love what they're doing with Jalen Hyatt. And hopefully Cedric can bounce back and, and be healthy next week. Um, but, you know, this team could put up points. And, you know, the team that beats them will have to be a team that is either elite defensively, and that ain't next week, yeah. or can force Tennessee into coughing the ball up and or can score with Tennessee. And, and then maybe that's next week. Maybe Tennessee has turnovers and stuff like that. But, I mean, nothing Florida does to me offensively scares you. I mean, Anthony Richardson tonight was average at best. Again, this is two games in a row. Yeah, I mean, if you keep him in the pocket, he's just not very good. I said that when they anointed him the Heisman winner after week one. I mean, you know, I mean, when you let him get out, he's he's really good when he breaks contained. When you keep him in the pocket, he's very average. And you know, Etienne is a a solid running back. But again, you know, I mean, Tennessee did a nice job against the run tonight, and I would expect them to do the same next week. Rodney going to continue to push the boundaries with push with playing different guys. He played Eason a ton tonight. Tyree West got a lot of run. Now, Tyree West got run tonight. More run than he'll ever get the rest of the year, probably. But, outside of maybe UT Martin. But I would expect to see him play more, um, you know, when, when Tennessee goes to the Rabbits package, put him on the inside. He's so quick off the ball. They have to save Amari Thomas. Like He played yeah. too many snaps against Pittsburgh. He played, what, 65, 66 yep. snaps. Rodney wants to get him down that 45 to 50 range. Yeah. And, you know, that he wants him to be, you know, in the fourth quarter, you know, totally there, fresh, dom- you know, trying to dominate and not gassed from having to play 20 extra snaps. So, you know, if they can get Tyree West to give him seven or eight, Bryson Eason keeps, you know, stealing, you know, five or six more uh, every game, then this is the defensive line that I think can, can hold up and can hold its own. Talking about a lot of speed on the field, if at some point in time you look out there and it's Byron Young, Tyler Barron, Roman Harrison, and Tyree West, you know, getting after the quarterback on third third long or third definite passing situations. A um, couple more things, running the football. Of course, Jalen Wright didn't play an awful lot, but um, he actually touched the ball 23 times, uh, you know, carried the ball 23 times. Had 96 yards overall, averaged a little over four yards a carry. Uh, I thought he ran the ball pretty well. I mean, this was not a great game. Of course, Tennessee didn't. You know, have to run the ball, obviously. But I thought Jalen Wright looked good. Dylan Sampson, only eight carries, but 58 yards. Both those guys scored two touchdowns. Um, a better night running the football against a team that you'd expect that to happen. Jabari Small, of course, only got two carries early in the game, then goes out. But I feel like you at least got some momentum on the ground going into a game where you're going to have to run the football to open up the rest of your offense. Agreed. You know, and, and Jalen Wright held on to the football tonight. Um, a lot of times I thought he had two hands on it, which was great to see. It was good to see they went right back to the same play where he fumbled last week. <laughs> Under center on fourth and inches and handed it to him. And and, and so, I mean, uh, you know, Dylan Sampson obviously gives him an extra dynamic, um, you know, and, and what he did out there on those, you know, those you know pitch plays tonight were nice. Um, but I, I really like Jalen right, man. If he just holds on to the ball, I think he's yeah. really going to help this team long term. And, and But they've got to get Jabari Small where he can make it through games. You know, everybody talked about adding the weight and how that was going to help him, but yet here he is, you know, a couple plays tonight. And maybe it was all precautionary, but I don't know, man. I mean, like, you never, you never to be seen again. I mean, like, it's hard for me to believe that they just said, 
Eh, let's just go ahead and. Well, you know, I mean, here's the thing. I, I, he looked. I mean, you know, we had a binoculars up here. I mean, he, he looked like he was hurting a little bit, and, and that's fair. You can be hurting at the point in time, uh, go off, and, and then, like kind of Heifel said, look at the scoreboard and say, well, I mean, he could probably play if we absolutely had to have him. But, you know, you blink of an eye, you're up 21 nothing. So, like, what's the point? I, I know what you're saying, but, um, you know, I guess we'll just kind of have to see as the, as the week goes on. There was no point once he came out, once Tillman came out, even if they could. There was no point putting him back in the, in the football game. Well, yeah, I don't disagree that once it got to a certain point, there was no point uh, to, to put it back out there. But, you know, I just – too many times last year he got nicked up. Yeah, that's a concern. You know, I mean, it's just you've got you, – you're so thin there at that tailback spot. That's why Tennessee's got to go out and, you know, find bodies. You know, I think that's why they're going to take two running backs, you know, in this class – you know, whether that's Roderick Robinson or circling back to Deshaun Bishop or whatever, you know, or going to the transfer portal. Tennessee needs uh, needs more running backs. They just don't have enough. I want to make one note defensively uh, before we kind of wrap things up here. Tennessee a 63-6 to winner over Akron. Tennessee begins 3-0 and for the first time since 2016. And uh, SEC play begins next week with Florida in front of another sold-out crowd here. I thought the crowd was fun tonight. I mean, for an Akron game, good grief. And Josh Heibel couldn't say enough nice things about the ball walk and Tennessee fans after the game. I thought that was neat. But uh, defensively, I thought Jeremy Banks looked more like Jeremy Banks. And that was good. I understand the opponent is what it is. But for the first time, I saw Jeremy Banks, you know, flash a little bit. He's going to have to do that moving on for Tennessee's defense to take a step. Um, Joel Mitchell got in there, didn't get the starts, but on play number two, he was in there. Play number three, he was in there. Something that I noticed all game long was it was a lot of Aaron Beasley, Juwan Mitchell. It was a lot of Jeremy Banks, Juwan Mitchell. Not a whole lot of the first two starters. I think they're trying to rotate Juwan Mitchell in there just to get him used to playing with both of those guys a lot because they're going to play those three guys along with Solon Page a little bit less now and maybe even Elijah Herring. Yeah. Elijah Herring is going to continue to help this football team. And get a good night. I, I will be stunned if he is not one of your two starting linebackers next fall. I agree. Like you know, I mean, Beasley will be back. Banks will not be back. Uh, he will. He will probably head off to the NFL after this season. Um, you know, uh, I know some people will say, you know "What?" But I mean, even though he's got another year left, it, he he won't be back, um, in my opinion. Um, and of course, Juju's done um, eligibility wise. So, you know. Tennessee will continue to work the young freshmen, but you know they're going to lean heavily on those top three. Um, Banks did not have a great week in, on the practice field, which is why he did not start. But he, you know, came in after one play. You know, yeah. Um, or that's what it was, right? It, it was Beasley and Mitchell, and then yeah. Banks came in after one play. That's right. Yeah, and so I mean, you know, they just they, they need all three of those guys, you know, to play well for Tennessee's defense to to have success going forward. Last thing. Chippiness out there tonight. Hooker gets blown up there on the speed option. First and foremost, why are you running the speed option up by 35 points, you know, with your quarterback? Uh, also, LOL, because that's the play you've been holding out for Akron. We couldn't film there in a camp. I thought that was funny. But um, chippiness there. Obviously, Jimmy Callaway, which can never happen, throws four punches that land the guys in the guy's helmet. That was stupid. <laughs> but uh, but not only that, but I mean, you saw Byron Young and Tyler Barron get into it a little bit. Jerome Carvin over there. I mean, it was a chippy chippy ball game. Um, you know, anything to that moving forward, or just emotions a little high, just like Hendon Hooker said. Well, I just think Akron, you know, got under Tennessee's skin, and Tennessee's got to be smarter than that. You yeah. know, I mean, 
you know, Akron, Akron got their teeth kicked in last week. They got their teeth kicked in tonight. Getting at that some check, point, though. At some, yeah, but I mean, like, I know, the kids, at some point, they're, they're, you know, they still have pride. So you start, you get tired of getting your teeth kicked in. Absolutely. You do things that, you know, maybe, you know, you normally wouldn't do. They got under Tennessee skin. Tennessee reacted to it. Can't do that going forward. And, um, you know, very few times do, you know, this, does the second guy. It's always you know, the second guy that they you know, see. N- not. Yeah. be the one seen first, right? And, yeah. you know, Jonathan Wade, you go back to that 2004 Florida game, he baited <laughs> Dallas Baker, got under his skin. Um, you know, ten- Tennessee's got to be smarter than that going forward, whether it's Florida or LSU or Alabama or UT Martin or whoever. We're going to spend the entire week discussing Florida, but quickly, just an initial thought on Tennessee-Florida next week. Um, you know, I, I, Tennessee will go in with, as, as a heavy favorite in that football game. I mean, Tennessee's handled business. They're 3-0. Florida should be 1-2, maybe even 0-3. I mean, they barely won two football games at home. They played every game at home. And so, you know, Tennessee, to me, will be a, at least a seven-point favorite next week. And, you know, all the, all the pressure will be on Tennessee. Florida will have no pressure. A team that has won what is it, 17 of 18 or whatever it is, 16 of 17, 17, you know, they'll have no pressure next week. All the pressure will be on Tennessee, and and everyone in this stadium will know it, which is why no matter what happens, you have to, like, just avoid the early swell against you next week. Even though you're in home, you have majority of the fans here, all the pressure is on you. You You just can't climb in a hole and expect to climb out like they did in 2016 when Tennessee scored 30-something unanswered. Again, which brings us back to the Hendon Hooker starts, but we can talk about that as the week goes on. But uh, Tennessee, a big winner over Akron. It was expected. It came in here, handled business, 63-6, to the final score. Plenty of post-game coverage up on the websites of allquest.com and on the General's Quarters. We're going to have the, the Rocky Top Rewind coming up on a Sunday, multiple review pieces, all that and more. So stay dialed in to ballquest.com. For Austin Price, I'm Eric Kane. Tennessee, a 63-6 to winner here on Saturday nights.